This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. Welcome back to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast, where each week my daughters and I process topics that moms and teens are asking about. Helping you foster a more connected relationship and maybe learning about Gen Z along the way. Welcome back to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast, where each week my daughters and I process a topic we're covering over in our mom's membership community. We kick off the month listening to a snippet of a conversation I had with an expert and digesting that together. Today's expert is Carrie Kampakis, author of 10 Ultimate Truths Girls Should Know, Liked, and the newly released Love Her Well, 10 Ways to Find Joy and Connection with Your Teenage Daughter. Carrie's wisdom serves as a backdrop to Ella, Sophie, and I talking about how to connect with each other, when to lighten up, and when to go deep. Here's our conversation. We want to have and really foster deep connection. Uh, We want to be intentional with conversations. You, You know, in my book, I talk about being on the forefront of some of those most difficult conversations. Um, and yet sometimes our girls, depending on their personality or their age or their mood, have no interest in going right. there with us. <laughs> right. And I can tend to be too deep too much of the time and not just loosen up and learn about the TikTok, you know, <laughs> trend right now or right. listen to this, the new song on the playlist. Like, and yet both of those are so important, right? In developing healthy right. relationships. Um, and I yeah. love in your book that, that in every chapter you offer, like all of these just really normal, practical, doable ideas mm-hmm. to cultivate some of that connection. Right. Um, in your experience with your four different daughters, how have you kind of navigated knowing like it's time to be lighthearted and fun. It's right. time to dance to whatever in the kitchen, or it's time to dive in and take this opportunity and go deep. Right. What have you found with that? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, it's funny, I was just working on an article today about um, like 20 things teenage girls wish their mothers knew. And it Mm kind of came from some girls that I'd surveyed. And one of the things on there was like, you know, when we're having fun, just go with it and let us have some lighthearted conversations and don't turn everything into a life lesson. And um, (laughs) and that one hit me because I'm the same way. I am deep. I want to skip past the small talk. I could talk deep all day long, Mm -hmm. but um, especially with teenagers, I'm like, I have to be selective, you know, and, and I've seen that sometimes if I try to talk deep, at the wrong time, it just falls flat. It's not going to be heard. So I I found that sometimes just like letting them take the lead, you know, if we're having fun, if it's one of those silly conversations, one of those frivolous things we're talking about, just go with it, you know, just talk about this TikTok. Oh, let me do a TikTok with you. 
Um, you know, just, and then sometimes they do want to have those deep conversations, but it's at an inopportune time. Yes. And so that, that is, and that's hard because I like to plan. And sometimes I have my, my schedule of what I want the day to look like and just kind of being available to switch gears. Um, an example of that is I have a friend who, you know, we always talk about this with our daughters and her daughter doesn't open up very often, but her daughter loves country music. And so she was telling me, you know, one day that they were just driving around. I think they're driving home from a game or something. And, you know, she just started singing to country music and that, you know, just loosens her up and brings her guard down. And they just started having this great conversation. So the mom was like, there was no way I was going home, you know? <laughs> so I told her, I was like, Hey, you want to go get ice cream? So she dragged it out, you know, because her daughter was in the mood to talk. They were having that mother daughter bonding. And so she added in a quick trip to go get ice cream just to, so they could really, um, stretch that moment out and have that time together. And I thought that was a great idea of how to just let them take the lead and just when they're ready to talk, just seize that moment. And then when they're not, you know, not to try to force it. Mm -hmm. And such a great example of how sometimes it can flip in a second, right? Yes. It can go from singing <laughs> silly in the, in the car to now she's ready. Boom. Yes. <laughs> and like yes. having to be on our toes. And yes. I think that's when it, like practice comes into play. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm trying to encourage our moms with that. Like it might not be going great right now, these deep conversations, but I think the more we practice, right. um, the more nor a, the more normal it becomes for our girls that we are going to ask some harder questions or we are going to go deeper. Um, but it also just gets more comfortable where I think we can flip on a dime when the time right. arises. If, mm -hmm. if we feel just more like we've exercised that muscle. Would you agree? Yes, I definitely agree. I think there's so many things, even like whether it's a hard conversation or having those moments and knowing when to act or what kind of conversation to have, it does come with experience. And you reminded me of something else that, and I've learned this is that sometimes we tend to pepper them with questions like one, you know, especially if they are going deep and I've had to hold myself back, like, okay, just take it slowly. Too many questions will make them slow down. I mean, to make them shut down sometimes or make them feel like, okay, why are you asking me so much? I just let it be a little bit more natural. And so um, my friend describes it this way, that this mom ahead of her told her, she was like, oh yeah, I was talking to my daughter the other day, I asked a question and then a few more. And she was like, mom, that's three questions. You've hit your limit. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's their joke. The daughter's like, I give you three questions and then I'm done answering questions. And so I try to think about that. If I only get three questions, you know, I want to be pretty smart with those questions that I ask and not stop the conversation. So, um, so that's yes. another thing I've kind of learned. It's just, okay, instead of just, instead of knowing, thinking up front, I'm going to have time to ask 10 questions. I might only get a few in. So try to be selective. About yes. What I'm Choose well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And like my older daughter, we downloaded the 36 questions app on our vacation last week. Have you heard of the 36 heard questions that. that a psychologist developed to show that intimacy can occur in 45 minutes with three sets of 12 questions between oh, complete wow. strangers. So really? there's all these apps that are okay. related to those questions. So we were asking them as a family and my, my older daughter is just more, more, let's go to the next one. Let's go. And we're like, let's pay the bill. Let's move on. She's like more next question. Next question. Awesome. She could have just done that all night. The younger one is so different. And right. you know, just probably two was her max. <laughs> and he didn't have a lot of words for the two. And sometimes I'll even say to her, like where it's when it's obvious she's got things to share or mm -hmm. 
no, it's obvious that there's stuff on her heart and there's feelings being felt, but there are no words yet. Yes. There's no way she's going to process that yet. I will just say, I know you'd like to, like, I can tell you want to connect with me. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come back when you have some words to, to put to this? Cause if I keep digging and asking you questions, you're just going to like start to really get wiggly and mad. So right. you go when you've got words, you right. come back. So yeah. that's helped to just learning the difference between our kids and yeah. it feels like an art, doesn't it? Do you feel like <laughs> an artist as a parent? Yes. It's, it's, it's somebody described it as it's like each child is just a mystery box and it's, everyone is different. And you really have to kind of look at that individual mystery box and think, okay, what makes them tick? And you're so right. Especially when you have the same sex, you can see same parenting, you know, same house, very different personalities. And just really, you're right. Like learning to appreciate and love each personality. And, um, you know, and I think that, yeah, I, I was probably more like your daughter, I was quiet. I mean, I had a relationship with my parents, but I, I, I processed a lot internally. And I've realized that about myself as an adult that I probably, you know, bottled too much up. I didn't really share with, you know, parents or people that really might've been able to help me through situations, um, which is probably one reason I'm so now about like, let's, let's try to get it out. But, um, but writing always helped me. And so sometimes I couldn't, I couldn't articulate my thoughts, but I could write them out. And, um, you know, my boyfriend in college used to laugh because he said, every time I got a letter from you, I knew we were having problems. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't articulate it, but I could write it down. Uh But the funny thing was after a few years of that, by the time I met my husband, I'm like, I didn't have to write letters anymore. I could articulate it and I could say it. So, um, but it is hard. Like, so I totally get those kids that like, you know, sometimes we're taking it all in, we're listening, but we can't really get it out the way that we want to. Yeah. And I know that's, I know that's how she is for sure. So after you laughed at me for the TikTok (laughs) and you didn't wait for the word trend, uh, I think there were some lots of ah ahas and nodding of heads and some connection to what all Carrie was sharing. Let's, let's dive in. What, what are some of your thoughts there about connecting as moms and daughters and for us moms knowing when to play and when to be lighthearted and when to go deep and and how to balance all of that yeah well I really loved um was just mentioning that it's not always necessary to go deep that there is a time to be lighthearted and sometimes if you don't notice when the daughter only wants to be lighthearted then it ends up being um you end up shutting us down because we just want to play sometimes and sometimes it ruins the lighthearted moment trying to go deep Mm -hmm. yeah do I do that a lot um yes sometimes (laughs) I think you've gotten better at it I think you've also started to learn a lot more about me um so like that one time when we did go out to get ice cream was really fun and like I don't even remember if we talked about anything deep, but I just remember that it was a good moment with you, and it was spontaneous, and it's just a memory that I'll have. And we didn't have to talk about something deep to grow our relationship. Mm-hmm. Just spending time with each other mm-hmm. was sufficient. Yeah. Yeah, I think the important part is being really genuine when you're being lighthearted and when you're being deep, because if we feel like the the deepness has been planned, then it it might ruin it a little bit, or if the lightheartedness has been planned, it might not feel as lighthearted as it should. So I think being really genuine is something to focus on, maybe. 
Well, but can't either of those have a genuine intent behind them? Well, they can definitely be planned. Just don't make it obvious. Well, I hear (laughs) your value of spontaneity coming out there. Yes. Yeah. I love to do things on a whim sometimes. Sometimes that makes it feel more authentic. But that doesn't mean that the planned coffee date or the planned, you know, deep conversation isn't genuine. No, you're right. I think having a planned deep conversation, for me at least, is really good because I'm the younger one. I'm the one who has to think about it before I can process it. I'm an internal processor, not an external processor. So having that planned gives me time to actually think about it, put words to what I'm feeling, and eventually come out with it. Mm-hmm. How did it feel, the whole uh, three questions, Mom, you're done? <laughs> yes, I I like that, honestly. Um, I think too many questions, and it's just overwhelming. I think the more questions, the better. <laughs> so I guess knowing us is important, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and that's that where being on your toes is good, like what she said. Mm-hmm. As the mom. As the mom. Being able to kind of flex with with the mood that you're in, being able to read that. It's a lot, don't you think, to ask of us moms? <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's your job, sorry. <laughs> no, but seriously, it, it feels like art sometimes. It feels like we need to be these master artists. Um, no, 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 that's not what I mean. It, it feels like parenting, mothering is an art. It's an art form where it's not science. It's not so black and white there's no manual that you were born with that like comes out with you and you're each so unique and so it does I do think it takes a lot to be mm-hmm. able to be on our toes like that a lot of practice yeah which is what I mm-hmm. am about I mean I do think that's part of it is the more we practice those conversations I mean do you guys remember years ago when we started doing really intentional things do you remember how that felt for you years ago when that was kind of newer? I think I've always been a talker. So I think when you had some moment planned or something you wanted to talk about, I was always willing to go with it. I think Sophie was a little different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being younger, Ella is like the standard. So I don't think I knew or you knew how to adapt to me versus Ella yet. But after years of observation (laughs) and practice, I think you've gotten a lot better and our conversations have been better and our relationship has grown. But what about you? I mean, would you say that practice has helped you as well kind of be able to articulate more of what you're feeling? I know myself better than I did when we first started talking and when I first like actually had deep emotions. I would say now you actually, you can really readily name there's something going on. I may not know exactly what that is yet, but now I know when something is going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But connection between us is not, it doesn't always have to just be depth, right? Mm -mm. I find that, being lighthearted and fun and spontaneous or planned spontaneous, I don't know, can be just as, as, or if not more beneficial or valuable just for me because I love to laugh. So I feel like laughter is the thing that binds us best. 
I agree. I don't like memories last longer than what actually happened. Like, the words that are said in a conversation for me. So, like I said, the memory of ice cream lasted longer than whatever we talked about while we were getting ice cream. Or, like, hiking with you or taking pictures with you. I find it's more effective for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's true for all of us. But I think what, we, what we're doing in those connection times is also building patterns you're learning that I am someone who you can bring hard emotions to, right? I'm someone mm-hmm. that you can trust, that is safe to process difficult things with. Like I'm establishing that in some of those deeper conversations. You might not remember how I handled it, what I said. But they definitely what, built it, that it pattern. Builds a pattern. Builds a pattern of trust, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that we might not be able to go back and know exactly what happened, but it's like a, I think it's a more internal memory. I don't want to say subconscious, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, here's something that comes to mind. Do you remember? Maybe it was last year. We, the three of us were walking along the ridge in our neighborhood, and we were talking about someone in your oh, life yeah, I do remember and that. their struggles with a particular issue. Mm-hmm. That is a hard issue. And we talked through it. We talked about it for a long time. Do you recall exactly what I said? No. No. Do you recall where I even maybe landed on that issue? No. No. But what do you feel about how I might handle that conversation that, or that someone struggling similarly in the future? It feels like you can help process emotions really well. And that's, I think, the part that I remember best is that the friend who we were talking about um, was going through really, really hard stuff that other friends wouldn't be able to talk to their parents about. So what I remember is that we can talk about those emotions and those problems without any judgment at all. Yeah. And I'm not trying to brag as a parent, right? Like the, <laughs> But what I'm trying to get at there is You, none of us actually, well, I actually do remember the particularities of that conversation because it was, it was a milestone one for me to have with you. So I actually do remember the specifics, but it doesn't matter that you don't because what I want to really impress on listeners right now is that, that, that pattern, like what I was saying, that, that feeling of trust and safety is what is important. And when you're in deep conversations, can you establish that so that the next time and the next time and the next time there's a sense of connection and interest? So that's the deep end of the balance. The other end is lightheartedness, fun, TikToks, (laughs) the TikTok. (laughs) And I could probably, I could definitely improve in that area, right? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Want to make a TikTok? (laughs) thanks for listening to the fierce and lovely podcast you can find more great resources on raising teen girls in 2020 at www.fierceandlovely.org and if you're feeling overwhelmed lonely or stuck well every month a community of women is coming together online to become more intentional mothers to teen girls and to develop the connection they deeply long for We call it the Fierce and Lovely Moms Membership Community, and you can learn all about it at fierceandlovely.org.
So in conversations with my mom, I've noticed that people outside of Gen Z or maybe even outside of like the millennial generation don't know what the word ship is. And it's not like the boat. Um, I've been in conversations where I use that and my mom gets super confused. She's like, why are you talking about a boat? Shipping is actually like thinking that two people look cute together. So like two celebrities, let's say um, Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. If I thought they looked cute together, I would say I ship them. So there's just a little vocab lesson for all of you not Gen Z people who don't quite understand what we mean when um, we say that we ship two people. You're welcome, I guess.